This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 111. Your body is the least interesting thing about you with Lauren Busby. Hey everybody, I'm Becky Higgins and with me is my friend and co-host Becky Proudfit. Hello. And sometimes we want to switch up the intro and it, it goes awry. Catastrophic every time. <laughs> it's not a good idea. So maybe what the real lesson is, is we need to get comfortable with the same intro. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We do it every time. I don't know why it's a problem. It's probably, you know what it is? Women complicate everything. A to <laughs> the men. I don't know why. I live and breathe that message sometimes in my in the realm of my work. And so it's funny and ironic to me that I try to overcomplicate the intro to an episode of the podcast. That nobody cares about. They exactly. just want to get to the good stuff. It's true. You know what they do care about? They care about Lauren Busby today. They sure do. And I'll tell you why. Speaking of women overcomplicating everything, this episode is one that we've been sitting on. Are you ready for this? For six months. I cannot believe it's been six it's months. It's actually been six months. So we recorded with Lauren back in March, right before everything hit the fan and shut down. Okay. And so to give you context, this is actually really matters that I'm telling you this. We like to batch record. You guys, I think, know this. And we like to have um, episodes in the queue to play, you know, every other weekish or whatever. And we recorded mm-hmm. with Lauren a while back. And then everything hit the fan. And then all of a sudden, there were certain topics that felt almost like it didn't even matter in the moment because mm-hmm. of everything else going on, which is totally true, right? Like there's sometimes things are more pressing than other times. Having said that, we have been feeling like this is a message that needs to be heard now. It's time. And so typically with the workflow, I will listen through to the entire episode before it airs and launches to make sure and do kind of a sound check, make sure everything's smooth with all the transitions and the music that's added and things like that. And this morning before we recorded, I decided to listen back to just the first few minutes just to make sure that I remembered how we even talked about it. Right. What we talked about. Exactly. Yeah. Just for the beginning part, because it had been such a long time and I was like, oh, this will be good for me to remember how we kicked it off with Lauren. Beck. What? I didn't stop listening. (gasps) It was so good. This, what we're about to share with you is so good. I didn't think that it was going to resonate with me deeply right now because of so many other pressing things in my mind and the state of the world, but this is a message that needs to be heard and it's so good and I didn't stop. So I'm going to now have to listen to after I get to listen to it all the way through two whole times before it even airs. And then I'll probably listen to it again. (laughs) That's amazing. It's really good. So what we're about to share with you is this conversation that we had with Lauren back in March, um, that we're now playing for you. And if you're not inspired by the end of this to take some sort of action to start doing something differently or to stop doing something in your life that will truly serve you so well when it comes to the way that you view your body and how it doesn't matter what you look like, um, I'd be, I'd be shocked if you didn't come away from this feeling really inspired. Yeah. I think this is one that isn't about necessarily changing actions. It's more about changing your thoughts Yes, and realizing right. how your thoughts determine your actions and how they may be playing into your actions more than you think with yourself, with your children, with people around you. Mm-hmm. We're really it excited. It is. It's about your thoughts and it also is it is the way that you change your actions and you'll see what that means. It's not about what you do with your body, but you'll see exactly what that means when we get into this conversation with Lauren. So before we do that, let's hear a quick word 
wow. You're not perfect and it's okay. (laughs) And now a quick word from this week's sponsor. 2020 is bananas and you might feel like you need some mental and emotional health self-care, but therapy is expensive. Just remember that taking therapeutic steps is not expensive. Did you know that something as simple as taking the internal chaos that's in your mind and writing things down is proven to increase peace and clarity? It's totally true. Articulating your thoughts into actual words and putting pen to paper is actually one of the most clarifying experiences you can have. And it doesn't have to be fancy or elaborate, guys. Might I add, you don't even have to be a good writer. Just pick up a pen and start writing. Let the words come out and you'll see how this can totally help you process everything that's going on. All you need is a notebook and a pen. That's it. It's also worth noting that your treasured words don't belong in crappy notebooks. We make the best notebooks with inspired designs and awesome stories behind each one. And those can be found at beckyhiggins.com. You'll see the notebooks right there on the homepage. Definitely pick up a few extras to share as gifts because you always get free shipping in the continental U.S. after $35 in our shop. So there I was. There she was. For sure. Uh-huh. Attending Allison's Brown School. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From across the room. Yes. I saw the most lovely volunteer who was giving me my name tag. Aw. And we got to talking. And it was Lauren Busby. Yay. And she was so amazing. And I remember my friend Macy, who was there with me, saying, oh, she's amazing. She shows up every day on Instagram, like, doing her thing. You totally have to check her out. Cool. And so I did. I checked you right the heck out. <laughs> and yeah. I fell in love with you. And I'm so, so glad that you're here today. So Aww, I'm Martin. so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. This is going to be so much fun. I feel it in my bones. It's going to be good. And by fun... <laughs> It's going to be fire in your veins when okay. you get down to it. So, you know, I'm just going to put this out there, like, buckle up, because, Lauren, you feel super passionately about what we're going to talk about, and I think that it takes a voice of passion mm-hmm. to really reach the person that really needs to be reached today. So thanks in advance. And thanks what we're going to talk this. about, we've actually covered before, but the thing that I think in different ways Mm -hmm. that's a very good point I think the thing that makes Lauren so unique in talking about this are not is not only the way she frames this message of body love is like loving your body's kind of become like a buzzword and it's it becomes very polarizing in one direction and I think we have very little neutrality in it so I think a lot of times women kind of like ping pong back and forth with I hate my body oh wait I love my body oh I hate my body I love my body but in the end of the day it's all obsession with your body Mm. and so I think your message and the way that you share it is really the most healthful um, approach to what this all actually means so help us to understand Lauren what is the problem with how we are even talking about our bodies for good and bad but because you haven't had a chance to introduce yourself oh whoops also jump the gun (laughs) well well, but it's all kind of related right so just maybe that's a good way to kind of lead into it is tell us what you're doing in the context of this message how you kind of got there and then we'll dive in deeper yeah because it's a huge part of this last you know two three years that I've been like doing what I'm doing on Instagram has come from talking about bodies I didn't Mm. realize it until just like the last little bit Mm. but diving deep I'm like oh whoa like Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's It's been crazy it's been crazy so I am live in Las Vegas I'm married to my high school sweetheart we have four little children I'm a stay-at-home mom 
and I was done having babies and I just thought, oh my gosh, like what's next? What do I do next? And I just had this call in my heart to open up my Instagram and make other women feel better about themselves by showing them like essentially my dirty laundry, like Hmm. just all of these filtered things that you're seeing every single day and comparing yourself to other people. Like I want to be a safe place for you to land and say, oh, Lauren hardly has it together too. Oh, Lauren doesn't have makeup on today. Like I Mm -hmm. just wanted the safe place for women to feel good about themselves by relating to me Mm. and then therefore go out into their own communities and like project that on their own friends and like make Mm. a little difference. And do you feel like that was coming from a place of what you wish you had more of? Is that where you were coming from with that? It's Did you see too much perfection online or something? It's actually funny because I'm a very confident person just by nature. I've always been really confident and I feel like I didn't necessarily feel like I saw this like, you know, comparison jealousy on my like sure. own feed, sure. but I saw it within my own friends. Mm. I just would see them, oh, I'm the worst mom, I'm the worst wife, I'm the worst, and I'm just here like, oh my gosh, my kids are alive. Like, I'm amazing. Yeah. Like, holy crap. <laughs> Look what and I, did. I couldn't believe women constantly talking bad about mm. themselves. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you are if, over it. If you need to see my dirty laundry, let me show you. Like, yeah. nothing is together in my life. It's interesting mm. as women, and we have to- kind of like coined a little phrase we call toxic bonding, and I think sometimes as women, women um you get um in friend groups or or groups of other women and you think the only thing you have in common or what you're supposed to talk about is what a crappy job you're doing and I think we like put a lot of masks on it like oh it's humility it's it's this it's that but really this is what moms bond over is how hard being a mom is Mm -hmm. and and um and we start to really just like say and do things we don't actually think or feel and we start to adapt it into our life and it's this really gross like cycle of just bonding over yucky and so I love that you're kind of breaking that cycle and saying no you can still be honest and bond over like actual connection and love of ourselves and not just you know dirty laundry doesn't equate I suck dirty laundry equate might equate like I spent a lot of time doing something else or, you know what I'm saying? Or just, like, I have dirty laundry. Yeah. yeah. Like so, everyone. Like just everyone. So then picking up where you left off then. So you, you felt pretty, pretty strongly that you needed to be sharing this part of your life or your whole life online. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so then what happened? What, what kind of response did you receive at first? Um, I, it was actually very positive. So I ended up, like you said, I went to Allison's brand school and I just felt this call in my heart. Like mm-hmm. these women need you like, mm-hmm. and I know your audience is mm-hmm. for the most part religious. Mm-hmm. I really felt this call in my heart. Like this is what your heavenly father want, needs you to do, not even wants you to do. He needs you to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, like, okay, if that's what I have to do. So I went so hard into my Instagram. I was like planning out my podcast and just like all of these things I was trying to do. But at the same time, like not realizing at the moment, I was obsessed with my body. Hmm. Obsessed, 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 obsessed with the gym, obsessed with what I ate, just like overly obsessive. And I one day had an absolute panic attack because I missed a gym class. That's all that happened was I missed it. I was 10 minutes too late. They wouldn't let me come in. I, I had to wait. And I came home and had an absolute meltdown. Wow. And it was in that moment that I was like, oh my gosh. I have a problem. Like Mm. I'm obsessed, like I'm addicted to the gym and this is like a problem. Mm. And so I kind of called it quits for just like, I did like, just, I'm not going to the gym for like a month so that Mm. I can like figure this stuff out in my head. Mm. And it was then that I came across wonderful mentors like Tiffany Rowe and I realized diet culture and I cannot even tell you when I 
diet culture was opened, like the veil was lifted. I was like, oh my gosh. What do you like? What do I you know, talk- share that. But yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Like, what was your epiphany? What was that like experience for you? What was unveiled to you? I was spending so much of my time literally trying to sit, stay as small as possible. Everything in me was trying so hard to help other women, but at the same time being as small as possible, as as like as much as culture wanted me to stay small, as much as ads would tell me mm-hmm. that I'm not good enough. That's what I was working so much of my hours of my day, and I was exhausted. And so when I let that go, and not like let it go like, oh, I just you know didn't care about health, I didn't care, but when I let that like that toxic part of being addicted to the gym and addicted to my calorie intake and all of that stuff. Oh my gosh, I've gotten so much crap done. Mm-hmm. The stuff that Go actually figure. Heavenly Father wants me to do, like things that I can actually help other women with. And there's no way I would have been able to do it, do all of that when I was so worried about how many calories I was. I was someone that got on the scale twice a day, morning and night. Oh, wow. I was someone that counted every single thing that went to my mouth. I was someone that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, and I didn't even realize I had disordered eating. Yeah. Like I, it was an eating disorder, but like that was how I like came to accept it was like, oh, this is disordered. Right. I didn't, I thought mm-hmm. every woman did that. Like, cause that's what I grew up with. That was my mother. That was her mother. So I just thought it was a thing. Hmm. And then when I found out, oh, this is diet culture. This is mm-hmm. everyone telling me that I'm not good enough, that I, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. when I was like, oh my gosh, all of the time I could have been putting into these other women, lifting other people up. Because yeah. I already was doing a lot of good. Yeah. But oh my gosh, if I just let it go and let go of that obsession, yeah. how much more I could do. And that's when I launched my podcast. That's when, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's when I really put into lifting women up. Yeah. And it's been amazing. And so you've been able, so thank you for sharing about that because I don't know that everybody can be honest as you are being about yourself, like what you recognize in yourself about what you felt was like off, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, this isn't right. Why am I on the scale twice a day, by the way, right? Because it's all you knew and you thought it was normal, but for you to realize through outside influence and inside feelings and God, probably all of the Mm -hmm. comedy, all of the above, um, that's really beautiful that you were able to figure out something for yourself and the cool thing about this is where you've taken it and so by sharing what you share um and what you're going to share with us today this is tremendously going to be blessing other people so what then has become as that all evolved and you realize this about yourself and you already were in the business per se of helping other women what then became the message and how did you come about really feeling so passionately about it well, like you said earlier, it's kind of become this like body love, either it's body love or work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I love my body. I love like I love my curves. I like it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about our bodies? Like I I think that is where my obsession finally came was to to body neutrality. Like women have been so oppressed for thousands of years on the way we look. We're not even just talking about weight. We're talking about the way you look at all. Mm-hmm. Getting on Instagram and apologizing to your followers before you actually get to the content you're going to say and say, oh my gosh, ignore my hair because da da da. Hmm. Stop talking about that. Do you think men do that when they go into a boardroom meeting and say, oh, you guys, excuse my calyx being really weird, but <laughs> let, let me tell you the great idea I have. For, like men don't do that. Why do women do that? Why do they? Why? <laughs> 
No, I'm asking you. (laughs) I don't know because we've been trained to. We've been trained that that is the most important thing about us, that literally the way we look is the most important thing. And when I mm. opened up myself, because I'm very vulnerable with my with my audience, I'm crying on Insta story. As yeah. I'm having these epiphanies, I'm having it in front of people. Mm. Like I'm having my sobbing fits sitting on my closet floor. Mm. Why am I freaking out about these jeans not fitting? Like mm-hmm. they've seen it all. And I feel like by opening myself up there, that's when my DMs just exploded. Oh, wow. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is me. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, Yes, that wasn't the norm for everyone to weigh yourself twice a day and sob on your mm-hmm. closet floor, but it's the norm for a lot of women. Mm. And I think there's a lot of other faces to that norm. I'm not someone who weighs myself every day, but there were a lot of times in my life, particularly during childbearing years where your body's going through so many changes, where I felt like Mondays was like reset day. Mm-hmm. Like it was always like today's the day. Yeah. Mm. Like today's the day. Diet starts I'm, tomorrow. Right? I got to eat everything in the pantry exactly. tonight. Exactly. <laughs> like it was like, okay, well, okay, nope, this is okay. We're really going to like, I'm going to do that stupid, crazy diet. I can't even tell you how many like stupid, I've done them all. Stupid I've diet all. trends I've seen people go through and like tried some myself. Um, I think what's interesting um, so I have, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but I, you know, post-cancer menopause and this hormone stuff that I'm trying to figure out my body, I've had weight gain. And, um, although I, I, I say I'm not embarrassed about it, but like maybe I am a little embarrassed about it because I always talk about it. And that's really like a qualifying statement of like, oh, well, you know, this is happening and this is why, because I think sometimes we feel like weight gain or body change is actually a reflection of like lack of self-love does that make sense mm-hmm. like it's like oh maybe people think something's going wrong or I have some problem which is why my body is bigger than it usually is or you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I think for me that's what it is is it's like that insecurity of I don't want people thinking that like I'm a fraud and, and not putting my money you know putting my money where my mouth is so to speak with taking care of myself because I truly am doing all those things probably better than I ever have before Mm -hmm. and we really have to start wrapping our minds around what our bodies are and what they aren't well I mean and it's just crazy how much we focus on like the outward appearance Mm -hmm. and that would make someone think like oh she's got her life together Mm -hmm. because two years ago when I was at my perfect weight and every everyone around me would say like oh yeah, Lauren's doing great. Mm-hmm. I was the unhealthiest I had ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. You guys, did you, you know what I that? mean? Yeah. People can relate to that, Lauren. People can understand that for themselves or someone really close to them that they know. And so I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, say I have a friend mm-hmm. who maybe has a post-cancer body situation that she might be dealing Hypothetically with. Hypothetically speaking, of Menopausal, course. Menopausal, <laughs> post-cancer. Just Sometimes it happens. <laughs> Maybe she's sitting to my right. I really think about this a lot because she she knows better in her head. Like she does yeah. know to not focus on – and she will tell you, Becky, I'm putting all the words totally. in your mouth for That's you. Fine. I'm just going to take this and run with it. Thanks, she, sister. She knows that she's stronger than she ever has been. She eats well. I'm so she's healthy. I'm strong. so strong. I, okay, this is also my story. I'm a stone cold box. <laughs> this is saying. my story, not yours. Continue. It just happens to be about you. <laughs> but you take this as – I bring it up because it's not about Becky and we know that. It's This is a very related experience a very relatable situation and that is that she's doing everything that she can without being completely obsessive and stupid about it she's taking good care of herself but she does have what she would say is like not her ideal external situation mm-hmm. it, despite her very best efforts and so where is that happy medium because I this is why I'm so glad we're talking about it because I I get what you're saying about body neutrality I, we we shouldn't be obsessed with our body for good or for worse 
But where is that happy medium when you really feel like you are loving your body and you are truly doing the very best you can and yet you wish you didn't, but you do feel dissatisfied with mm-hmm. the external situation? Mm-hmm. So wh- how do we reconcile with that? Honestly, how does question. Becky... <laughs> Oh, solve whoops, all the problems. Whoops, I just sorry. gave it away. <laughs> now, how do we all, right? And you know, yeah, it's everyone. Like, of course, we all at some level, mm-hmm. we get this. And it doesn't even have to be about taking perfect care of our body. Some of us are not. Mm-hmm. And so, but teach us, Lauren, like tell us, tell us what is important to keep in mind, what kind of perspective we should be considering. Well, first of all, I just want to throw out there, like I have a degree in social work. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not any of those things. So all of this is based on my personal journey. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So I just want a disclaimer there. Like mm-hmm. I am not a therapist. My number one thing is if you really have an issue with that, that's something for a therapist. Mm-hmm. That's like inner work. Right. It really is. Like, like go like, seek that help. So many yes. people think that that is like an outer, like, oh, just go to the gym and stop being so lazy Mm -hmm. it's not because if you are so happy you're like I'm strong I'm hearing it in your voice like Mm -hmm. I am so happy I'm accomplishing so many things like and why is that still looming over you that you're feeling like I think it's because for me it's um it's not like oh it happened and it's uh like it just is what it is because literally post-cancer for me and to be honest post-baby post-whatever when you have a body change which is beautiful and natural mm-hmm. and wonderful and also the human experience totally yes. right it's you get normal. to a place and I uh, you get to a place and you have to ask yourself like okay well if this if this is my body for the rest of my life like can I be okay like is that mm-hmm. okay am I good with that totally good with that um I bet a lot of women relate to this post-menopausal I'm like a really young post-menopausal but like it's like having kids where everything goes crazy and your body's doing really bizarre things. And so it's not like you get to a place and you're like, okay, this just is what it is. It continues. Mm-hmm. It's like not an ending thing mm-hmm. of like, it's like this continuing morphing like weird situation where I don't know where it's going to end up. And so to your point, I totally did like go and seek help and I have like a very specialized um, functional medicine doctor. So this is not like a doctor that's like, oh, well just stop eating sugar and let me put HCG in your butt and then we'll, everything will be great. Like this is a doctor who looks at the functioning of your brain and your heart and your liver and how your whole body is communicating and working together. And so I'm taking a very um, healthful scientific approach and trusting that when my body, all all the systems are working as they need to, that my body will regulate itself. Mm -hmm. And it's just getting working through that you know what I mean okay but so it you, is it's uncomfortable it's totally discomforting well and that's what I wanted to circle back to is you're sharing all of that which is helpful to illustrate kind of where you are because a lot of people can identify with that mm-hmm. of course and so the thought is what I'm what I'm hoping to capture um, for each of us on an individual level but coming from you Lauren especially is like how do we reconcile with that like I'm doing my best here and I don't want to be obsessed about it I'm taking the right steps. I believe that Becky's taking all the right steps to like point in the right direction. But I also want her to feel even more increased peace of mind. I want me to feel that about my body. I want my friend, my sister, and my mom and my daughter. I want everyone to feel a little bit more peace of mind about their body and embrace it for what it is. And that's where I think that's this is where we really get to the meat of what you want to share is um, you know how you've seen how not just in your own life, but with women who are resonating with what you're sharing. Mm -hmm. So preach it, sister. One of the biggest things I would say is don't wait for other people to do the change. Like you start within yourself, within Mm. your own group of friends. I was finding myself, for example, at Relief Society events or something. We're all standing in a circle at the end as we're cleaning up. And every time the conversation would go back to someone's looks, Mm. to someone someone's thighs, to someone's, oh, I shouldn't be eating this dessert. I shouldn't, whatever. 
and we need to stop. We need to call it out and stop it. And I'm just going to interject. Relief society is a term that's Sorry. used within. Oh, no, right? <laughs> no, you're totally fine. But if somebody's like, wait, 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 wait. it's just it's a women's organization within the Church of yeah. Jesus it's Christ service, of Latter Day Saints, and so a it's just yeah, organization. yeah, it is. It's a women's service organization, and it's um, and it's an incredible thing to be a part of. But I just wanted to give context yes. uh, for those who yes. don't know. But it, the point here is less about the organization and more about it, this happens all the time yes. in circles of it women. It wouldn't just be relief society. Period. It would be at elementary school events, Mm -hmm. whenever there was just a group of women, that is our default. But Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, none of us want to talk about how crappy we look. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not fun. Yeah. I want to talk to you about your goals, your dreams. Like, what are you doing with life? But right now, like, our default is to talk about how much we don't like our bodies. And so I think the change, like, with internally starts with you projecting that out to your friends. I'll tell you right now, I'm so open to my friends about this is so boring. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it comes down to me. Talking about your bodies, whether good or bad or whatever, is so boring to me. Like, cause it could, you potentially talking good things about your body could make someone else feel bad in the circle about their body. Right. Like I just don't want to talk about it. I just want to, I want to dive deeper. I don't want to shoot the breeze and talk about our bodies. And so I've projected that so much. And now that's not my group of friends anymore. Like Mm -hmm. they're the same friends, but Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm sorry, Lauren. Yeah. Okay. We'll change the subject. Like Mm -hmm. they're so game to be like, you're right. This is boring. This is boring talk. Mm -hmm. And it's not good because our little kids are around. They hear this kind of talk. And I always was really good because my mom talked very negatively about her own body in front of me and to me and everything. And it was very, very awful, like growing up knowing, oh, I should hate my thighs. Okay, she mm-hmm. hates it. Like it, that was right. really hard for me. So I always, even though I hated myself for 30 years, I was really careful about not doing it in front of my daughters, like my kids at all. Mm-hmm. And I was just seeing these women just saying little snide remarks about themselves. And there's kids running around us. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, if we want better for this next generation, we, we literally just have to stop talking about it. Right. It's like, it's as easy as that. We just need to stop talking about it. Cause I'm not going to lie. I have moments where I'm like, oh, I feel so chubby today. Like, I have those thoughts. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a normal woman. Totally. But I'm also like, you know what? This is a stage in my life where I'm going after freaking dreams. And sometimes it's stressful at the end of the day. And I am just vegging out and like, okay, I just need a moment and I need a handful of Cadbury eggs. And then I'm going on to my next dream. Like, right. does that mean something terrible? Like, it doesn't. It's a stage of life. I'm so sick of people feeling, oh, getting back to your pre-mom bod. Oh, like, I can't even handle it. We are not that person anymore. We have morphed into other people. Let me explain to you, ladies, what's going to happen. Okay, so you're going to spend all you're going to spend five years post baby weight, whatever, trying to like get back, and it's going to take you a long time because guess what? You're old, and your hormones are Mm -hmm. not what they once were. And then you're finally going to get there, and you're going to be miserable, and then you're going to go through menopause, and it's going to happen all over again. So Mm -hmm. guess what? Do you want to be in that grind for the rest of your flipping life? And throw out those jeans from high school. Right. <laughs> throw them out. Like, it's never happening. It's never going to happen. I feel like people want these like really like what is the answer? And I'm like stop talking about it, number one. Yeah. Throw out clothes that do not fit you and make you feel like garbage because feeling like garbage is usually not going to lend to like – 
a successful right. next step. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not proven to do that. Right. So why don't you buy jeans that make you feel good when you put them on instead of having you cry on the bedroom floor? You know what I mean? Right. So I just, I, I so badly want to like shake the 22 year old that just had a baby and is crying about not getting into an 18 year old jeans. Like mm-hmm. you will never be that 18 year old ever again. And thank goodness. And Who wants thank to be 18? goodness. It's such, well, it's such a beautiful thing. Yes. I've learned so much since that time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I can't express enough. Our bodies are supposed to change. And it's so frustrating, too, because, I mean, you could, I'm like a raging feminist. Get it. If you get this or not from me. Get it, girl. I so want to be like, women, our bodies are so different than men's. They just are. For our entire life, we have Mm -hmm. hormones going up. I mean, I know they have hormones, but ours are insane. We are like having humans come out of us. growing humans. It's insanity. (laughs) And so to try and stay in this box that society would tell us, ooh, your BMI says this. Oh, screw the BMI. Oh, my gosh. Don't even come at me with that. Because when you said I was the healthiest, I was the most unhealthy I've ever been in my entire life. So Mm. what is BMI? What is BMI? Right. It's one factor, honestly, is what it is. And I I totally agree with you. The times in my life um, working for Disney, like that was a very body, I'll say body conscious time in my life. And no one would have ever said anything bad about my body, but it was probably the time when I was the most mentally unhealthy in my relationship. And I, I mean, honestly, borderline obsession with like every single thing. And it was a really bad place for me. Well, and you never will get small enough. When you're at your smallest, you will never be small enough. Mm-hmm. You will never recognize that as, okay, you guys, I made it to my goal weight. You That self-hatred that you have at whatever weight, you will have that in 40 pounds. 40 mm-hmm. pounds less, you will still have that. Yeah. These are like internal things that need to be worked out. And I think the only way we can like really address it is let's talk about it more. Like let's talk about how we're not going to talk about it. Right. Does that make okay. sense? Well, a totally little bit, does. right? But I, you know, it's funny that we are talking about it, mm-hmm. about talking about not talking about it. Right. Yes. And so let's take that to the other end of the spectrum where you have a, a really big body love movement right now. It's coming from a really good place. I want to mm-hmm. put that out there. Like these are, mm-hmm. these are women, a lot of women who are really trying to help promote that no matter what your shape or size or skin color or any scars or anything mm-hmm. anything external like love your body as it is just as it is all of that I think that's yeah. I think it's coming from a good place what's the problem with that focus it's so hard because the body love I totally see where it's so needed mm-hmm. because on the complete other end of, like if everything was perfect we would be right in the middle where i'm saying body yeah. neutrality that would be like perfection where right it's there. just not a factor in our lives but yeah. because we have you know every influencer around doing weight watchers and ads and all that and influencing people and do my swipe up to join we have it so hardcore on this end that body love is needed. It really is needed. We have so much, whether people will admit it or not, there is so much fat phobia in like in the world, it's unreal. And so there still really is this need to be like, no, like every body is perfect. Like every body has worth. Your worth does not fluctuate because of the scale. It never has. It's never been about a scale. And so I do, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, but you're just telling them to be lazy and keep with their ways and whatever. Like, that's what a lot of people would say about the body love movement. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, but the thing is, is you still have corporations that are making 
billions, trillions of dollars off of you hating yourself. Mm -hmm. So they really are needed. They're needed to see in your Instagram scroll. They're need you need to see other bodies. Good like point. I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. So you might yeah. not be on the like, oh love every curve, whatever, but you also can't hate on that either. Right. Because we are inundated with freaking Weight Watchers, Atkins, everything you can even think of right. is in our feeds constantly. I mean, we're saying this in front of our phones and they're listening to us. So I'm sure we're going to have like ads right. for Ad it. Yes. Like it is insane. <laughs> we have to combat it. Mm -hmm. There's so much darkness in the world. That's what I would say. You need to bring light. Mm -hmm. And yes, it would be the best if we could just be neutral. I would love to be neutral right in the middle. And that's where I lie. But I see the need for the body love as mm -hmm. well. Because the fat yeah. phobia is real. It's real. Mm -hmm. And we have thin privilege whether like people think I mean because I'm sure sitting at this table we're like uh, like mm -hmm. yeah you wouldn't call me thin or whatever mm -hmm. like no we have thin privilege that is very real it's you know there's white privilege but there is a thin privilege that we just do not understand there is fat phobia and it needs to end I think it's, it's sometimes that that um, body love movement, like you were kind of touching on, is I think the argument for that is, well, you can't just let your body go and totally abuse your body with food and bad behavior and bad choices, and, and that doesn't equate to love. And I think what's interesting is, I mean, obviously, um, when you're in a healthy place of love for your body, you're not going to abuse it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, But that doesn't come from fear or shame mm -hmm. it, you know the fear or shame which kind of is on the other spectrum the diet culture actually is what those behaviors thrive in mm -hmm. and so that really isn't part of that other side of the movement the better body love kind of side of the movement if in its purest form and I think a lot of people get that very confused where like you said they're saying oh it's totally fine to be super unhealthy and just totally abuse yourself but really if you love your body obviously you're not going to be abusing your body well and I love that you bring that up because so many people don't understand that like hatred hardly ever motivates you to do better yeah, like I would I, say never. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or right, it, true. at least long term. Yeah. Maybe it can motivate you to do a six week challenge and you whatever. But long term, mm -hmm. it's never going to like have long term like, mm -hmm. you totally. know. And so when I thought like over the last two years that I've been like experiencing all this, you mm -hmm. guys, I go and work out because I love my body now. Amen. Because sister. I love moving it. Because I love being with friends and doing workout classes. And I love my I love my body and I love being able to move it. You know how many people don't come to workout classes because they're too depressed to even get there because mm -hmm. they hate their bodies mm -hmm. so much? Like we it yeah. hating ourselves is never going to motivate us to go to that workout class correct so never ever so comparing what you feel now about getting to the gym because you love your body and comparing that to getting to the gym because you're obsessed about it mm -hmm. tell us the difference of how that feels on the inside oh my gosh right it's you so guys, relieving oh I yeah. can't even that's what I said um yeah. that was my new year's resolution for all my followers I got on the first of January I want all of you this year like all I want for you is to move your body because you want to and not because you hate yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I found that last year and it was the most like freeing feeling ever and it no lie cleared up so much of my mind space yes. to work on things that the Lord actually needs me to do. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. literally have gotten to women that need my help. I've, you know, launched my podcast. I'm in my second season. I like I have all these dreams that I'm working on. And I literally couldn't do them when all I was thinking about was, when am I getting to the gym? How much I hate my thighs. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. look at these dimples. Oh my gosh, the cellulite. When mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm done. I'm done with that. 
Yeah. And I'm going to go move my body because I love seeing my neighbor and she's going to be a high fit with me. Like when mm-hmm. you change it to that, people love to like think it's this one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so you just don't work out anymore and you hate yeah. the gym. And you, No, I'm training for a half marathon with four of my friends right now. Like it's amazing. It's been so fun. Yeah. But holy crap. I want everyone to experience it out of love and not out of hate. You know what it makes yeah. me think of is how we consecrate our time. Yeah. Okay. Because you're talking about the headspace that actually the real estate upstairs, right? And the way that we spend our time, I think the way that I invest my time and the different thoughts that I have that serve me or don't, mm-hmm. the different ways I spend time being thoughtful about something or someone, the ways that I, any, any time that I spend thinking about anything that's that is my stewardship mm-hmm. right and so I think of it as consecrating my time this way or that way and that and and having that ownership with that word and the way that I use my brain which then leads to my heart right the thoughts and the feelings and all of that I think it makes me feel a little bit more responsible to be sure that I'm not wasting my time being obsessed with something that does not matter mm-hmm. right and yeah. and I think that that's that resonates with me the way that you're talking about that. I want to know um, what response you have seen as you've opened up and you've shared um, of all the women who, because I'm sure you're going to get opposition as well. So we yeah, don't need to focus sure. on that. I want to focus more on what kind of response, what, what are the main messages that you're hearing from women that are, that this is resonating with? Are they, are they figuring it out with you? Are they sharing their success stories or are they lost and confused in how to navigate their way through all of this? What is the main thing that you're hearing? So because I've been so transparent about my entire journey of this, I mean, it was so scary. The first time I opened up Instagram, I was like, okay. Oh, for sure. I want to talk about my body because I am struggling with this and I am so used to talking with you guys. I feel like I've been keeping it a secret from you, but I'm struggling. And it was so hard. The moment I opened up, everyone was like, oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh. I think the same things oh my gosh it's so relieving to hear someone as confident as you feeling these Mm -hmm. things because I thought it was only me I thought everyone had it figured out in their bodies and was comfortable except for me so that was like the beginning of my journey everyone just like oh my gosh amen someone's finally saying it and as I've been like figuring out myself I've been updating people on it and all I can say is people first of all like have done so many great things oh yeah I've had people reach out to me that quit the job they hate that have started the new business, that have gotten into hobbies, that have had, you know, decided to have babies. Like uh, literally people are changing the topics because they have more headspace. And like, that's because they're not waiting for it. They're not waiting for that feeling. We we oftentimes wait for perfection or wait for it to feel ready or wait for our bodies to be perfect before we start moving in our lives. And it just holds us back. It holds us back from the things we Mm -hmm. are really called to do. Especially women. Women have so much good to put in this world. And that women are, I mean, it's not exclusively women. Men definitely have body image Mm -hmm. issues for sure. But predominantly, it's women. And we have so much good to put in this world that has nothing to do with the way you look. Nothing. I love how you say that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. Oh my gosh. And that's something I've heard you say so many times. Oh, it's so boring. I don't (laughs) want to talk about it. I want to talk about your hopes and dreams. I want to talk about literally anything. We can talk about anything. I do not care how you look. I love you as you are right now. And if I want you at high fit, I'm not luring you in because you could work on it. I literally just want to see your face and I want to hug you. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
I just want you there. Like yeah. I, I want people to feel loved because already we are our worst critics and yeah. we can mm-hmm. feel so unloved just by looking in the mirror. Yeah, and yeah. I want people to be smacked around by me, say, <laughs> that is so uninteresting. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Let's talk about the things you're great at. I want to talk about those things. And so that's like, honestly, the biggest feedback I'm getting from people awesome. is, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't realize how much I was tracking stuff and I was mm-hmm. worried about this and I was insecure. And then we're pitting ourselves against other women, which I feel like is just like the devil's playground. He mm-hmm. loves it because we have so much good when women support women, the mountains we can move. Yes. But when women Amen. are like, oh, her legs look so good. And you're just yeah. like rolling your eyes. Oh, she looks so cute in Hawaii right, right. now. Oh, <laughs> brother, she probably got her boobs done. Or yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. these things we're mm-hmm. thinking, rude yeah. thoughts about women. Oh, he loves it so much. And I am sick and tired of it. Your looks don't matter. Don't even come at me about like judging a woman for anything of her physical appearance. Oh, I can't even handle it. <laughs> I, I'm so proud of you keeping it together right now. Because, oh, you, you guys, know. I could be throwing stuff against the wall right now. I was hoping that something would break <laughs> right? during this conversation. I'm a little disappointed that we're nearly yeah. done and nothing is shattered. I wanted to share. Um, I love what you say about um, working out. And one realization I've had, um, I love moving my body. But before I didn't realize till I really examined it is I had this really bizarre relationship with working out because I really loved doing it. But then if I got on the scale the next day and my body didn't respond the mm. way I wanted it to, like throw it away, throw excuse, the scale. Excuse me, sir. Do you not realize I ran five miles? You will lose a pound. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious right now? And I was like in this conflict with my body of like, hello, I'm doing what I need to do. Like, why are you not doing your job? And one thing for me that has been so healthy is I've totally broken up with the gym altogether. So I hike almost every single day. We live and around a great hiking, hiking trail. And so that's kind of how I've done it is for me. Um, sometimes being at the gym is a trigger. And yeah. so I literally found a way to move my body that I, that like sets my soul on that fire. And I don't, I don't care. It's not, it's not for weight loss. Let's just mm-hmm. say that it's not for weight loss. It has nothing to do with it. I don't even care. Like it literally is just to be there doing the thing. And I love it so much. And as I've totally changed my mindset about moving my body, I am so much more consistent with it. Like I love it yeah. so much more. And I found Same. like yeah. I am way more consistent than it's, I've ever it's been. It's not this binging, oh, Monday morning it'll start. Mm-hmm. No, Monday morning you're excited because you did it Friday too. Like right. you just love it. Right. You love to get out there. Exactly. I think that's one of our most important keys that I think all three of us would agree is good to emphasize is be sure that when, when you are taking – as you are taking care of your body, because that is your job. Like, take care of yourself mm-hmm. because you love yourself. Do it from mm-hmm. a place of love. Though. Yeah, always and forever. When you do that, be sure that you take a minute to think about what would bring you joy. Like, the gym isn't the end-all, be-all, by the way. It just mm-hmm. isn't. For for Becky and for me on an individual level and also And where I'm at together, in my life right now. Right now, mountain. my working out I, is not a group activity because mm-hmm. right now what I need more of is solitude and stillness. Yes. And, but there were times when I would meet my girlfriends or we'd – go running or do those things and that's not this the time of life or what I need right now mm-hmm. so I'm doing what I need and what's good for me so and, times and seasons yeah well and that doesn't mean that you can't push your body yeah, you know totally. what I mean like I'm training right now for a half marathon you guys so I'm fun. not a runner not at all my only goal this year any physical goal was to not hate running because <laughs> oh, I've always cool. hated running that's a cool and I goal. just said I just really want to get to this place where people say oh I could just run three miles yeah. I'm like I can barely like run across the room mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I just really wanted to get that 
place. And that's hard for me. It's not always the funnest thing, but I'm like, oh, I have this goal and I want to do it. Yeah. So it's not even to say that like only do the easiest thing for you that you love right in the moment. Like you can still stretch yourself. But don't do it out of hate. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't ever do it out of hate. I'm doing mm-hmm. it to see like, oh, I wonder if I can do a half marathon. Yes. Like, it's, oh. I and- love it. I love it. Coming from a place of intention is so important. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that's really important to um, to be clear with yourself about where yeah. you are coming from. Mm-hmm. As we round out the conversation, um, because there is so much that we could talk about with it, but we do need to, as we wrap up, I do want our listener to feel connected to something that's more baby step about this Mm. so as we leave the conversation what is your thought about the idea of some of the smaller things that we can do or stop doing whether it's in our conversations or with the way we think about ourselves what what would you offer to us to consider um just like a couple different ideas Mm -hmm. for number one maybe recognize do you have disordered eating like a lot of people don't even realize that like oh like everyone doesn't obsess like this you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. maybe this was an episode where someone is bawling in their closet right now saying oh my gosh I had no idea I had Mm -hmm. a problem so just recognizing that that's that's an unhealthy way to keep living your life in this hatred Um, so maybe self-reflection on this episode perfect or um, like you said like saying it out loud like I'm not I'm not going to talk like crap about myself I'm not going to say it out loud even though we have we cannot get away from the the is the word I'm trying to think of I'm sorry the the thoughts we'll get yeah, negative yeah. thoughts like we're we're human mm-hmm. but maybe try really hard not to say them out loud mm-hmm. try really hard shoot the smallest thing you could do throw out your scale what are you measuring yeah. what is it that you're measuring why do you need to stand on there every day why are you getting butt naked to stand on there to prove <laughs> something about your worth literally you can just throw it away mm-hmm. I haven't weighed myself in over two years and you guys, I'm still alive to tell the tale. What? The world still <laughs> Believe spins? it or not, I don't know how much I weigh, and I've never felt better. And I will tell you, uh, just going along with, like, the reaction I've gotten from, like, followers and people, mm-hmm. my friends, is people feel like they can talk to me. Awesome. They feel like I am a safe place, mm-hmm. not just about bodies, because we don't talk about bodies, because bodies are boring, you know, mm-hmm. but... It's like they love the conversation that I'm going to like bring to the table because they know they don't need to feel insecure about their bodies. You know that. what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're not scared of getting in a group of women when I'm there. Mm-hmm. They know we're not going there. That's they awesome. know we're not talking about their arms that are flabbier. Mm-hmm. Like they know they don't go there. And so I feel like just being that person in your group of friends, being that safe place, like you guys, this is boring. Yeah. And you don't have to make people feel bad about it. Just of like course. quickly change the subject. Yeah. Like it's so... It's, it's possible. Well, and that is a baby step that I have in my mind too, is that it, it's upon each of us and it's really doable that we can just make sure to catch ourselves before we go and compliment our girlfriend on how she looks tomorrow. What would be a substitute? Anything else. Anything. <laughs> hey, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you. Can I just tell you, like you are, you are a blessing in my life and I love you. And how are you doing today? Instead yes. of, oh my gosh, you look so cute. Where'd yes. you get the thing? And how'd you, mm-hmm. have you lost a pound this week? Like, oh. I mean, come on right have you, you lost a pound I, I asked have I you used, lost a pound this way I asked Becky this, that all the this time stuff every happens day. though this <laughs> right. stuff happens that people say oh my gosh you look so good what are right. you doing right now right mm-hmm. and very that common. person could very much be totally in, in an eating disorder right now and she's getting positive validation from you yeah that her unhealthy ways are doing the trick because people are giving her attention for mm-hmm. it and you would never know that but guys keep this in mind that's why yeah. focusing our attention on anything but the body is helpful mm-hmm 
because of that. Well, think about mm-hmm. this too. I, I have daughters and they're getting older. My, my oldest daughter is 11. And when I compliment her, I've, you know, same with you. I've had total, um, situations in my childhood that were like those triggers, like the yeah. first time I thought, Oh wait, maybe my body is not perfect. Um, and how would I want people to compliment her? Like, how would I want her teacher to compliment her? I wouldn't want her teacher to go up to Good her point. and be like, Oh my gosh, you're so adorable. And your arms are amazing. Like I would want her teacher to say like, I really, I really appreciated your hard work. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want Something people about commenting her on her body. Yeah. Her body is beautiful, but that's regardless. Like I want people to know her mm-hmm. and her brain and her hard work and her effort and all these things that make her, her. And I don't want people talking about mm-hmm. talking well, about that with her, especially mm-hmm. to our little girls, because mm-hmm. little boys, we're already doing that. We're setting them up for like, you're so strong. You're amazing. You're so smart. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, my gosh, you're so cute. Look at your cute. But we are imme- not meaning yeah. to, but immediately telling little girls they are an ornament to look at. Well, it's perpetuating Boys the cultural are an norms. instrument. Yeah. Boys are going to make something of themselves, and they're they're known for their brains and all the stuff. And girls, oh, you're going to be such a cute wife one day. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be so, so cute on someone's arm one day. Like, no, like, what's she going to do? Let's not talk about her body. Not let's not talk about how she looks. Mm-hmm. She's so smart. She's going to be the next president of the United States. Like, yeah, I just I want to change the conversation. And you, you are. Go, girl. Thank you. <laughs> you go, girl. You go, girl. Thank you so much for all of these insights that I hope everyone's taking to heart. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you and connect with you? Uh, I have a podcast, Who's Lauren? And then I'm on Instagram, Lauren R. Busby. And yeah, come hang out with me. Come see my dirty laundry. Awesome. I know. I want to see you crying <laughs> on the closet floor. I'm really sad I missed anytime, that story. Anytime. <laughs> it sounds like I can. You can arrange that again, please. Thank you. Thank you for being open and vulnerable. Thank you for sharing your your experience. That's so helpful and blesses so many of us, Lauren. We really appreciate it. And friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Hey guys, <laughs> dang it, never mind, scratch that.